In the midst of many discussions we've been having recently related to the Middle East, a critical event that shaped the region continues to have its impact today, the Iranian Revolution of 1979. We can now have a look at the background of the revolution and what effects it has and continues to have, as I suggested. Let me introduce Gian. Good morning. Good morning, Alex. So, take us back in time. Yes. Well, I'll give you a little bit of a history lesson today. Uh, nice. But <laughs> Good. Uh, before the revolution um, that we're talking about, Iran was ruled by Shah Reza Pahlavi. Um, he shared the power among a close network of uh, his relations and friends. And during the 1970s, the gap between Iran's rich and poor grew. Despite some economic growth, there was much opposition against the Shah and how he used the secret police to control the, the country. And due to the strong Shi'i opposition against the Shah, the country even came close to a situation of civil war. Opposition voices rallied around uh, around Ayatollah Ruhollah Khomeini, a Shia cleric uh, living in exile in Paris. And with the promise of social and economic reform, Khomeini announced a return to traditional religious values, and he gained much support from many Iranians. His message was distributed through music cassettes, which were smuggled into Iran in small numbers and then spread all around the country. And there started the revolution. Yes. In January 1979, the Shah left Tehran for a, quote, extended vacation, and he never returned. Shah's statues all over Iran were torn down by Khomeini supporters. And prior to fleeing, the Shah appointed Prime Minister Shapur Bakhtiar as head of a regency council to run the country in his absence. And Mr. Bakhtiar tried to stave off the the opposition, refusing to allow Ayatollah Khomeini to form a new government. But meanwhile, Ayatollah Khomeini returned to Iran on February 1st, and 10 days later, Bakhtiar went into hiding, eventually finding exile in Paris. Uh, Political and social instability increased Street battles raged in towns and provinces uh, between the pro-Khomeini demonstrators and police and security officers and supporters of the imperial regime. On April 1st, a national referendum offered only one choice, uh, Islamic Republic, yes or no. And after a landslide victory, Ayatollah Khomeini declared an Islamic Republic with a new constitution reflecting his ideals of the Islamic government. And with this, Ayatollah Khomeini became a supreme spiritual leader of Iran. And this is where we get to the reverberations of this revolution. Mm-hmm. And um, aside from... Uh, escaping from the monarchy. This revolution also set off a series of conflicts in the region, uh, starting with Iraq's attack on Iran. But Iran's revolution provided much inspiration for the people for three decades before the Arab Spring started because the Islamic Republic stood up to the United States and stood up to Israel. And then there was Saddam Hussein's invasion of Iran in 1980. And this actually didn't weaken the revolution, but rather strengthened it. And a lot of Iranians were determined to carry the revolution outside of Iran. And as time passed, the Islamic Republic's influence expanded far and wide. Experts say that 
if the revolution had not taken place, the entire Middle East would look very different today. The Iranian revolution was a huge shock to the region and especially the Persian Gulf. Having um, a huge power overthrowing the monarchy with the these kinds of revolutionary objectives. It was a huge subject of fear. And then that fear started many conflicts and alliances that still shaped the region after decades. Yes, but the impact has not stopped. No, definitely not. And it didn't stop in the region either. Uh, The Arab world's support of uh, Saddam Hussein, his attack on the region, and then the spreading of the war through the Persian Gulf, in particular the oil lines, invited the U.S. as a major military force into this region. The U.S. almost had no military presence in this Gulf area until about 1986, but now it has a base in almost every country country in the region. The U.S. began its military presence um, with the start of the Iran and Iraq war and then increased its presence when Saddam Hussein invaded Kuwait in 1989. This is determined as a major mistake by Hussein. And with that, the U.S. has maintained a strong foothold in the region. So it's not just the Middle East we're talking about. We're talking about a global effect. Of course. And we could enter a whole new glossary on U.S. foreign policy in Definitely. that region, but we've got to leave it there. Gian, great to have you here. Thank you, Alex. Thank you. That's the latest of our glossaries.